0: that the to when you go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh you broke Jimin's headphones! Oh, damn it. Good. <laughs> oh my god. They looked really good, so that's too bad. It's still working. you just got to hold it. Watch this. we're recording now,
1: by the way. Oh, okay, get it! Yeah. Fun. Awesome. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Wittenberg Radio. It is Wednesday, January the 13th of 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. And as... Always, you can always check out past episodes. WittenbergRadio.com is the place to do that. Also, subscribe on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice to hear um, the amazing episodes we've done this year and this past semester as well. Twitter, at Wittenberg Radio is the place to find us there. Check us out on Facebook as well. Email us your comments, questions, concerns, favorite recipes, jokes, etc. WittenbergRadio at gmail.com is the place to do that. How you doing, Dad?
0: Oh, you know, just... Uh... Beginning of the semester, uh, got all my my stuff in order now. I think now I'm just picking away at those assignments.
1: It's your last semester. How do you feel? It's my
0: last semester. You know, it's not going to be real until two years later. Right. And then I'll look back and realize <laughs> I'm not in school anymore.
1: Whoa. <laughs> That's 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 a pretty yeah. good
0: prediction yeah, yeah. here. I'll let you know. do when
1: you leave this place? What is <laughs> Wittenberg Radio gonna do?
0: Oh, fancy you ask that. We're gonna need to find someone to replace me.
1: That we are. Any
0: old common monkey will do. <laughs> but we need a very specific
1: monkey. So if you think By you that that are I mean that specific. Just a person. We accept person or monkey applications. Uh, please uh, it shoot, us we, uh, shoot us a line at the aforementioned email address, wittenbergradio at gmail.com. If you're interested in becoming a part of the Wittenberg Radio team with yours truly next year. you
0: think you'll have outstanding on-air chemistry with Nolan like I do, then, <laughs> then you should apply. Good
1: luck. Um, yes, so we would very much ex- look forward to your application and... Yeah, where do we go from there? There we go. We've got the open call for applications now. Uh, where do we go from here? Want to jump right in?
0: Let's do it. Okay. I don't know what's happening.
1: Well, I'll tell you what's happening on the show today. A man about campus for many a year, and by that I mean four years, Mike Weeb is no stranger to many in the CMU community, a frequent player in chapels, and most perhaps most notably um, playing in coffee houses and concerts on campus with the likes of Nova as well as uh, Pocket Change. Full disclosure, Dan and I have both worked in that same arena as well. (laughs) you got to make (laughs)
0: sure that nobody
1: forgets that. uh, This is journalistic integrity, Daniel. (laughs) As always. Mike, we graduated last year, uh, the 2015 Academic year, and he graduated with a B.A. in Common Media Studies, and he then disappeared off the face of the map, or so it may seemed, so it might have seemed to those. You were just
0: looking at a map of North America, actually. Right. So that's why he wasn't on it.
1: Right, because he wasn't in North America. I get it. Um, he in fact traveled to Europe to hike the Camino. Just got to flip the page
0: in the atlas. It's on the next page. Oh,
1: okay. Mine just says Illinois. It's page thirty. Um. Page 33? 34. 34. Oh, I get it now. Look, there you are right there. Mike hiked the Camino with a friend of his, Paul Dick, and he has now returned in the role of CMU Admissions Counselor. Mike Weeb joins us in studio today. Hello.
2: Hi. And I'd just like to uh, make clear that I didn't hike the trail with Paul Dick, the professor. Yes. Paul Dick
1: from Camps with Meaning. Check him out on LinkedIn. Yes, please do. And hire him ASAP. How was the hike? Wow. <laughs> We're just gonna jump right I in. Okay, okay. First of all, let's back up. What okay, so you're graduating, you uh get the diploma. What inspires you to hike the Camino trail?
2: Um, a lot of the CMU uh community has like a lot of the people from here have done the Camino before and I had sat in on a lot of their chapels slash just talking to them in the hallways and it seemed like a pretty sustainable and exciting way to travel instead of Just staying in one place for a while or taking train to train to train to place to place Hmm. to place.
1: Sure Uh, For those who do not know what is the Camino?
2: It's called the Camino de Santiago, which is a pilgrimage in um, Well, Santiago is in northwestern Spain Santiago was a uh, It's Spanish for st. James and st. James was a saint and so many people uh, throughout history have from many points in Europe walked Across many countries, many kilometers to uh, get to Santiago, um, because that's what pilgrimages are all about.
1: This is this is what I'm told. And so Saint James is in fact a saint.
2: Yes, he is a saint, though okay. he, was, he was a pretty like crappy saint. Like he <laughs> tried to evangelize in Western Spain area and like failed miserably. Um, but then when the Moors Uh, And the Christians were fighting in Spain. Um, Apparently the ghost, there's a story goes that the ghost of St. James showed up and he inspired the Christians and kind of rallied them and led them to victory over the Moors. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I think he's, I think he's called like St. James, like Moor killer or something (laughs) like that, which is, it it feels a little bit weird sometimes when you're walking the Camino and you're like, I'm doing this because this saint was really violent, but You know, the vibes Mm. are good.
0: (laughs) The
1: vibes are
2: good. (laughs) Yeah, the vibes are really tight.
1: Cool. Cool. So, okay. Let's talk. First of all, uh, do you know the actual, like, how many countries the Camino stretches across and how many, like, kilometers? Just to give a bit of perspective for...
2: The, The route that I did was from southwestern France and you walk over the Pyrenees and then you walk across northern Spain and that's about 800 kilometers. Um, but there are routes that go from, you know, some people walk it from, like, Germany or the Netherlands, and that's, like, way, 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 way more kilometers than that. Mm-hmm. But that's not as common. The the route I did was
1: popularized. Okay, cool. So, you touch down in where? you So, you fly out of Winnipeg to...
2: Yeah, the really cool thing. So, um, well, if you're trying to fly to Europe from Canada, you usually take Iceland Air. Oh. <laughs> so, you get a quick stop over in Iceland, which is nice. You have a hot dog while you're waiting <laughs> what for What do they your call
0: flight? it? Hot dogs in Reykjavik. Uh,
2: ice, authentic Icelandic hot dog is what they call it in Reykjavik.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't taste It
2: doesn't taste that good. And the ketchup is weird.
0: Um, it's actually mayonnaise. <laughs> it's actually,
2: ketchup is mayonnaise in Iceland. Um, yeah, so once I flew to Toronto, Iceland, and then to Paris. And then me yeah. and my friend trained to uh, Bayonne, France. Hey, that's a-
1: is this the starting point?
2: Saint-Jean-de-Pierre-de-Port is the start, but when I was in Bayonne, lots of pilgrims are going to the exact same train stations that you are to get to the same starting point. So before the cool thing, coolest thing about the Camino that I found out right off the hop was that the Camino starts before you even actually officially start. Um, I just got off the train and there were tons of other people with their bags, their hiking gear, their poles, whatever. Like... Everyone was just—you could tell—they were obviously going on a long hike—and um, so we had made, you know, six friends. We had formed a walking group already, and we hadn't wow. haven't even started yet. So that was just at the train station. We all got to know each other over breakfast on our way to Saint Jean.
1: Wow! And this is like people come from all over the world to do this. Uh, where were the people that you were hiking with originating yeah. from?
2: Uh, the people that I met at that train station were from Mexico. Oregon in the states okay and Hungary that was the group that we we met right off the hop wow which was it was pretty cool there was some language barrier stuff but it's nice sure. to get that out of the way right at the sure. home, right at the beginning
1: and it's also nice to have that sort of bond i imagine that you're all doing this thing together so you've already got some sort of a common sort of a grounding and yeah i can yeah. i can imagine that that would have helped a lot okay so you get to the starting point and what are the thoughts that are going through your head as you are about to take that first step uh was it was it very momentous or was it like oh i guess i'm walking now
2: it was it's it's a little nerve-wracking because you don't know if you're actually in shape enough yet to walk 26 kilometers like you don't know what that's like unless you've actually trained which i did not i remember i asked my mom to pick me up after I walked 11 kilometers <laughs> as a part of my training. I just walked 11 kilometers out and I called my mom. I was like, can you pick me up? That was my training. Um, <laughs> but the actual Camino, you're carrying like 12 kilograms on your back and you're, you know, you're walking in all kinds of environs. And the first day is completely uphill. Like there are only about 16 kilometers in. Do you actually start going with a little bit of downhill? Everything else is a rise because you're walking through the Pyrenees.
1: Right, because you're actually like walking up some friggin' mountains.
2: Yeah, so there, there's a lot of trepidation, uh, for me there was trepidation and, and excitement mixed in with that first day, um, hmm. the, the thing that made me feel better was that the friends that you make right off the hop, you walk with them, so you can, you're getting to know each other while you're walking, you're not getting as nervous about um, the actual walk, you're just getting right into the spirit of the Camino, which is to, to meet people, to fellowship on the way, right. and to, yeah, to do some right. thinking
1: this isn't just a physical obstacle like this is like an actual like you. it's like it's, it's a spiritual journey you're bonding with people you are entering in fellowship and it just so happens that you are walking this big trail in the mountains at the right. same time
2: yeah exactly
1: Wow yeah um when was the first point on the trail where you're like huh am I gonna be able to complete this if there if there were any
2: you know there were a couple points I remember waking up in the middle of the night with some pretty serious foot pain and like right in my heel and you know I was like I, I hope I can walk tomorrow <laughs> and I got up and I started walking and it was fine there was no point on the Camino where I thought that I wouldn't be able to do it hmm. except for when I got socially tired then I wanted to just like sure. stop and rest and not interact because there's a lot you you talk a lot with people and introducing yourself I mean Over you have to it. you have to come up with new ways to make it fun
1: <laughs> right uh, what were the different ways that you introduced yourself um if you were to introduce yourself to first to me and then to Dan and then to Matt Barron Fifty are still here, who is gonna do our music pick in just a little bit, how would you do that?
2: Well, you know, me and me and Paul, um, my travel companion, we we would usually use the Canadian stereotype as, as our identity. So we'd say, Hi, we're Mike and Paul from Canada mm. and people would be like, Oh Canada then we'd go through the stereotypes of like, do you have sure This, do you do you live in snow? Do you how much maple syrup do you do on a daily basis? How much maple syrup do you do? You know, that kind of stuff. Um and sometimes one time this woman was like, Oh, two guys from Canada. I bet you guys have a story. And so me and Paul made up a fictitious story that his (laughs) his lover had sent him on the Camino because he needed to do some thinking about his life and their relationship. (laughs) And these these middle-aged women bought it. So fast, we, you know, middle-aged women. Yeah, they, yeah. they were a big fan of the Mike sure. and Paul from Canada. You need to yeah. learn
0: to not how to retract his jaw. I like George Michael. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, arrested. <laughs> I, I know that's arrested. That's that's arrested development. <laughs> you know for those it. who don't, yeah. <laughs> Naturally, he did that in Spain. That's why. Oh, I'll have to watch. I guess. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, talk if you were to highlight one person that you met on the Camino Trail, who would that be and why?
2: Um, this has a little bit has a couple a little bit of backstory to it. Oh, bring it. So, imagine yourself walking home from a party in Osborne Village. It's minus forty, and you're with a friend, and you just had a good time. Everything's everything's good. So you don't have school the next day.
1: So last night.
2: On. This was last night. Yeah. Um. You no, know, this was two years ago. Um, so all of a sudden, me and my friend were, were just about home when we see a woman who is in the middle of Osborne Street, like, trying to get hit by a car. Um, I mean, I think I think the cars, they were doing pretty good. The cars were, <laughs> they were being safe and driving around her, obviously, but she was in a dangerous spot. So we get her off the road. Um, and <laughs> a- after that, we didn't really know what to do. We were just like, okay, we have this woman, she's kind of strung out, not quite sure how to proceed with this. So, all of a sudden, this guy pulls up, gets out of the car. He's like, hi, uh, my name is Gerald. I work at a crisis center in Steinbeck. Like, I deal with this kind of stuff all the time. So, do you want me to help you guys? And we were like, yeah, Gerald, that'd be nice. <laughs> Please,
0: anyone with any kind of yeah. know-how. <laughs>
2: right. So, he calls the police, gets all the information, like, for them, like, talks to the woman and, and gets her name and info. And um, he waits with us, helps keep things calm until the police get there. And the police did a really good job. Handling the situation. Nice. Which was good. And so, I mean, we talked to Gerald. He lives in Osborne Village, just like I did, and like never saw him again. So, it's 6.30 a.m. I'm at a hostel in some tiny town in Spain that looks like Nacho Libre. Uh, just lacing up my boots, the and this guy sits down. Like the town looked like Jack Black.
3: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was, crazy. There's this big
2: sculpture of Jack Black. I don't. Uh, so I'm lacing up my boots in this hostel and this guy sits down beside me and I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from Winnipeg. I was like, oh, man, what's your name? I'm from Gerald. I live in Osborne Village. And I was like, great.
3: <laughs> and then he
2: leaves. I, I hadn't made a connection yet. And then I start walking and, and my mind is my mind is percolating. I'm kind of reflecting on the day, what's about to happen and when it kind of just hits me like a truck. And it's, it's like, that's the guy. Long hair, beard, Gerald pants shirt it all adds up that's the guy it all adds up so i keep walking i'm like when i catch up to this guy i'm i'm going to just going to ask him just going to do it <laughs> might not be him i think it's him and i i catch up to him and i'm like do you remember when this guy and this girl found this girl in the street on Osborne? he's like you're the guy and it was one of the coolest moments to wow. meet someone from such a throwback and then meet them in an entire different country. And we lived a street over from each other in Osborne and never saw each other. Um, But we, like, I gave him a big hug. We walked together for a couple of, couple of hours and just caught up. And like that, I I expressed to them how, how much of an impact that moment had on my life and my thinking of, um, you know, living out my faith, being helpful to people, you know, dealing with, conflict off the hop which I'm not usually good at doing Um, and he he said like reflected the same sentiment back at me which was like I was really hopeful when I saw that two people were just helping a person in the middle of the street Um, and that's that's not certainly not to toot my own horn but it was like an exchange of a moment that was that was something beyond your your everyday it was a holy moment so I think Gerald was an unsuspecting but familiar character that I met on the Camino
1: wow what an amazing story! That's that's crazy. And have you had any contact with him since, or do you like? Yeah. Is that something that people in the Camino do? Like they like they yeah. keep in touch after? Yeah, we've the, after become
2: we've officially become Facebook friends, and uh, we message back and forth, and we're gonna probably meet up soon and just like maybe unpack a little bit of the Camino experience and the you know back into life kind of thing. Neat.
1: Yeah. Um. So you hike the trail, mm-hmm. and then so you, what's it like when you uh, reach that ending point? Like, what's what's is there a sense of accomplishment? Is there a sense of, I don't know, like, there's, like, is there, like, sustaining feeling? Is there a... Mm-hmm.
2: For a lot of people, a lot of people take it very seriously. Some people crawl the last 100 or 200 meters to wow. the cathedral. Some people, you know, cry. Some people are, like, jumping up and down rejoicing. I got there, saw the cathedral, and I was like, it, it didn't hit me. I was just like, hey, I'm here. i got to find a place to stay. Um, The next couple days, though, a a popular thing to do is to just hang out. The square is just kind of a meeting place right in front of the cathedral in Santiago. And that's where you see a lot of reunions happen and seeing Mm. like, you know, across the square, you see two people who haven't seen each other in like weeks because you just, you know, you meet people and then you move on. Right. And some people walk faster than others. And these these people are meeting and there's this like there's this companionship, this camaraderie that just exists. And it's, it's another holy moment. The the Caminos is just kind of packed with them. Um, And so you're, you're participating in that. And not only that, you're also meeting up with your own friends. Like you're witnessing other people do it and you're seeing people you haven't seen in weeks. And all of a sudden you're, you're all going out together at night. You're sharing bottles of wine, you're getting tapas and you're just reliving the experience. Uh, I spent three days in Santiago at the Mm. end just to, To like solidify that and to see as many people as I could that I had met on the trail Um, so like the euphoria didn't really come as an instant for me I know it it does happen for some people Um, but for me it was more of an a like I had to be there for Hmm. a while to see people and relive the entire journey and it's the cliche that it's about not about the destination is like for me that was quite accurate
1: hmm Uh, if you were to take one thing away from that, okay maybe don't take one thing away, but what's the biggest thing that you take away from that experience that maybe you didn't have before you left?
2: Um, Other than being uh, an expert on blister care, (laughs) uh, I'm pretty, I I think I think a a general feeling of living my life with a lot of of trust and and showing kindness to strangers, I know that's like you know anti, that goes against the whole stranger danger thing but um, it's I've, I've tried to make it a part of my life to, you know, in, in line at Superstore while I'm getting my groceries or um, just on the street, like striking out conversation if people are willing and obviously not <laughs> pushing them, but right. trying to establish a little bit more of a um, a community kind of Camino-esque vibe to my everyday. And I think the other biggest thing that I took away was uh, an ability to adapt to new people and new things very quickly because mm. you're always moving on the Camino. You're always seeing something new. You're always looking for the next place to stay. Where should we eat? Um, who should we be walking with today? Look, I met this person. Plans are changed. Um, so kind of a flexibility in life broadly.
1: Hmm. If you were to uh, give an example of um, on, where on the trail you learned this like notion of the trust and the anti-stranger danger thing, where would you <laughs> what would you highlight? Sorry, repeat the question? Uh, like what well, if you were to um like you're talking about this trust thing and this like this anti this anti-stranger danger sort of sentiment. Where's yeah. where's one place on the trail that maybe you could that really drove that point home for you? Hmm.
2: Well, I the thing is it happens every single day. Sure. It's because the Camino is an establishment of meeting people and you're all in a very very similar boat you're all walking this thing your feet all hurt you all are eating at the same places and so that just being in doing the same thing establishes this this canvas of trust and I think that humanity should be establishing that canvas of trust because hmm. we are all in this together <laughs> that sounds terrible that sounds so cliche but we are and it's hum- humanity should should realize like, yeah, this person who may be inconveniencing me me right now or, you know, they're walking really slow in front of me or they're bugging me here or doing this or that. We're all in the same experience and there should be more mutual respect and trust. Hmm. Um, And of course that you can't use that model all the time because like, you know, no one's perfect. But I think that's a very important lesson to learn and, and incorporate.
1: Last question to you Michael. If someone is thinking about going the Camino and they're kind of on the fence about it, what is the thing that you would say to them to push them over the edge to go and do it?
2: There's no prior planning required. If if you are at all hesitant because <laughs> you have to do planning or you have to, you know, you won't meet people or any of that kind of trepidation, that just that's impossible. If you get to Saint Jean and start walking, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you will meet so many people, and it's, it's, it's hard not to get caught up in the excitement.
1: There you go. Yeah. So go hike that trail, folks. Mike Weeb is an admissions counselor here at CMU, recent graduate as well. If you want to hear more about his experience, uh, you can pop by his office on North Campus sometime if he's there and not on the road with various youth groups or, you know, doing stuff like that. I'm sure he'd be very happy to chat about it. He's nodding, so I'm just taking that that as a yes. And, yeah, that is about it. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, there we go. All right, I think it's time now for Matthew Barron's Music Pick of the Week. So, this is a, for those of you who do not regularly listen to this show, this is a semi-regular feature in which Matt Barron, fifth year still here, is going to be highlighting a musical pick of his choosing. We've had some good ones. Uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra was a big hit with us uh, this last semester, as well as Sun Lux. He did a fantastic job there as well. But here to ring in 2016, it's a Finn keyboardist, fifth year singer, baritone, and music student here at CMU, Matthew Barron. Artisanal
0: sweater collector. Hey, guys.
4: What yeah. was
1: what was the thing last time that he also did?
4: i don't know matt you tell me you do uh, it i think it was corn brooms I think that yes was the last thing I was, that's exactly what it was i was working on <laughs> yeah.
0: but now, this year your newest resolution is to create the fanciest collection of artisanal sweaters right right tell I'm me working a little bit about it. that <laughs> like what motivated that
4: uh mostly uh circumstance and just wanting to uh feel good look good all the time so that's uh that's one of my side projects
0: uh <laughs> well, hopefully we can all resolve to do the same
4: yes yeah.
1: we should also insert a plug for finn's new single on this very radio show single ingle. single ingle. it's called godsend and you can download for free i believe right that's still a thing mm, i don't know 99
4: cents uh, well i th- you can dollar 29 you can definitely <laughs> you can definitely go for that i mean you can probably uh stream it oh yeah uh, that's sorry that's what i did if uh
1: if you want to, but yeah, it's it's available. Stream music. Stream the new single "Godsend" by Finn. FinnMusic.ca is Buy the place for to do 30. that.
0: Go a penny further. Than <laughs> Support you need
1: local to. music. Pennies for musicians. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's so catchy. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> Pennies. Yeah. We'll start, a found, we'll, we'll start a fund. Yeah. Matt, what is your music pick of the week? Uh, well, I was, you know,
4: well as as many of you know. Um. Yesterday, uh, the music legend David Bowie passed away at age 69 from uh, a battle with liver cancer. Um, so I, th- you know, I thought it was very apropos to select one of his tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there are so many. Um, that I could think of that are like, oh, this would be right. This would just be perfect. The or, whole oh, This would then. be That's incredible. Be time. Yeah, let's just do the all the greatest hits. No, um, <laughs> uh, I think today um, we will play "Life on Mars," which is my personal favorite um, by David Bowie. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, he's definitely been a an influence in my uh, in my own sort of uh, musical. Uh, hmm. you know, formation, uh, simply because he's, he's always, he's been, you know, fairly consistently, you know, provocative and forward thinking, and he never likes to be boring, as he says himself, and uh, yeah, so I think, uh, I think we could all uh, learn and appreciate uh, something from looking at uh, David Bowie's career and what he's accomplished. As David Bowie and also as you know his crazy personas Ziggy Stardust <laughs> uh, and the thin white, Duke. thin white Duke, she, you know, created these right. two weird personas to sure. freak everyone out and to make us think about, uh, you know, all of these these different facets of life
1: and how we can express them and yeah, some amazing projects. *Mott the Hoople* also comes to mind.
4: Yeah, that's right. That's another one that. That uh, that he has his hands in, as well as you know, collaborating with uh, Brian Eno and doing like he he ranges from uh, you know psychedelic pop uh, to you know new wave and to the Goblin King, yeah, the Goblin King and Labyrinth to Nikola Tesla. He played Nikola Tesla in The Prestige. That was something that uh, that I hadn't that hadn't struck me until I watched the movie again after getting into his music, where I saw him. Coming down the steps of his laboratory as Nikola Tesla, and my mind just sort of shattering uh, <laughs> that he he landed wow. this, this incredible role. Uh, but yeah, so you know, let's uh, let's spin it. Yeah, let's, let's celebrate with uh, "Life on Mars" let's by David Bowie. Hit Rest it. in peace.
3: She's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on It's on America's tortured brow That Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow and now the workers have struck for fame Cause Lennon's on sale again See the mice in their million hordes From Ibiza to the Norfolk broads Blue Britannia is out of bounds to my mother, my dog and clowns, but the film is a sad thing for, cause I wrote it ten times or more, it's about to be written again, as I ask you to vote for song in the dance hall. Look at going the...
1: Life on Mars by David Bowie May he rest in peace He passed away this week at the age of 69 After an 18 month battle With liver cancer Matt Baron in his music pick of the week Selected that Have you listened to his new album?
4: I have indeed I listened to it on the way here
1: Oh my gosh And
4: it is Yeah It's extremely haunting And It's Basically just his parting gift to his wow. Fans And It's yeah it's very dark and it has it has all these different uh it's just a torrent of different emotions uh he recorded it with i believe a a bunch of uh new york jazz musicians so you'll hear a right. lot of wailing saxophone solos and uh some yeah some sure. just excellent musical moments on there so check it out
1: also inspired by a favorite of this radio show kendrick lamar oh he's uh, he's quoted as saying in an interview that he was like really inspired by to pimp a butterfly. No way. Yeah. Oh. Which is, I know makes it even better, right? Matt Baron, music pick of the week. Thank you so much for joining us once again, sir. We Thank look forward you. to having you back in the near future.
4: Indeed. See ya. Enjoy Thank your
1: sweaters. Thank you. Enjoy your many sweaters. Here are a couple of upcoming events here at CMU. Women's volleyball is going to be at Red River. On well, I mean they were there yesterday, so can't really talk about that. But. Keep your eyes open. Athletics.cmu.ca is the place for more info on all CMU sports. Go Blazers, go. Uh, women's basketball played over this past weekend. Uh, women and men both. They took on, um, I'm not going to try and butcher my French accent again, but they played against USB. Daniel's looking very excited.
0: I wanted him to put you uh, Okay. Oh, that's okay. Let's we're we're past it now. Go okay, ahead. fine.
1: Uh, women's basketball took a victory, fifty-two forty-five over uh, USB. Men's basketball came out just short, a sixty-seven sixty-five loss. That is so close, gentlemen. You'll get it. Also, don't forget forum next week featuring past guest Clarissa Kelly t- talking about the Peguis First Nation post-secondary transition group. That's happening January the eighteenth here on campus in the chapel so definitely want to go check that out i think that that is all Um uh, yeah there's blood donor clinics happening right now on campus so you should probably go to you to get one triple eight to donate make sure to hydrate we really need to do the commercials for that
0: yeah hire us blood people come on
1: blood people come on canada okay that is going to do it for Wittenberg radio for this wednesday january the 13th Yes, of 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. As always, you need to go check us out. WittenbergRadio at gmail.com is the place to email us. Wittenberg Radio on Twitter and Facebook. WittenbergRadio.com is the place to find past episodes. And, of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcaster of your choice. We will see you next week. See ya.
2: Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.